We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Well, hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. And while, yes, this is still called the Positively Real Podcast, this is truly your space to grow. I talked about this on most recent episode on the changes that are happening in my business. And soon I'll share about the changes that are happening in my life. Um, But for now, there are some things that are shifting and what I'm really honing in on this year with my clients and with my community and the podcast is providing a space for you to grow in all areas of your life and just really expand your capacity for all of the things that you want in your life. I find that in in my own life, I have come up against so many upper limits. I've had such success intolerance because I didn't have the capacity to have the success and the love and the joy and all the good things that I've created in my life and have worked hard to create. I didn't have the capacity. I hadn't been there before and it I didn't give myself time to expand and settle into that space. And that's what I did all of 2023. And when I'm looking at my vision board right now, I have in this one corner, self-love, a life to savor, and all these pictures of my family, my dog, my sweet baby girl, and a hummingbird. And our hummingbird is just my little spiritual guide. And when I look at my vision board at the very top, it says reinvent success. And that's what I did last year. I stopped focusing on how much money I was making and how many clients I had and growing my business and scaling my business and keeping up with the industry. And I just decided to focus on what success meant to me. And that meant taking Fridays off to be with my family. That meant only working three days a week, even if that meant making less money, that meant not working certain hours, that meant getting to say yes to the things with my family and say no to the things that didn't fill me up. It meant taking a yoga class at noon just because, or taking the weekend to completely disconnect. And the more that I honed in on those things, the more fulfilled I felt more content and When I think about 2023, it was just such a year of contentment. Like I just felt so at peace and at home with what I've created. And I think that was a sign of me growing my capacity. And it's just so powerful. Here's the crazy thing. When I I have a meeting with my bookkeeper this week, actually, so we'll go over my P&L and all my numbers and all that jazz. And even with doing what I did, cutting my hours and half, not working certain times, not working certain days, working way less than I ever have. I still hit my goal, (laughs) my financial goal, which is just mind blowing. 
And it just goes to show that more is not better. Doing more, working more, having a side hustle, adding more, more, more on your plate does not mean success or fulfillment. I mean, maybe that's how you define it, but that's not how I define it. What I define success is adding value to people's life, adding value, because when you add value, you get value back. And it doesn't mean by doing more, doing more doesn't make something more valuable, helping someone in a way that they haven't been helped before, helping guide them back to themselves, helping give them the tools and empowering them to be the person that they want to be is valuable. And the more I focus on the value that I can provide, the less that I have to work. I used to think that I had to do more and create all of these things to add more value. And that wouldn't be further from the truth. So this year, I'm just going to continue on with adding value to your life while maintaining my boundaries and maintaining my definition of success. So I wanted to record this episode for you about a creative vision process because this is something that I've been doing with my clients for years. And I've been doing visualization and vision work and all that jazz for 10 years since I started working at Lululemon. And that really sent me on my personal development journey. I had never done values or goals or vision or anything like that. And that became such a big part of my life. And I was leading my team in it when I became a key leader. And and then when I left Lululemon, and entered the quote unquote real world. I was like, what? No one's doing value. No one's talking, like, we're talking about visions. I was like, what vision? And I realized I'm like, I need to continue to do this. Like, I need to continue to share this with people. So I've been doing this creative vision process for quite some time. Every year uh, towards the end of January, I do a in-person live workshop where we bring our 2020, well, whatever year it is, but this year, 2024 vision to life. So I want to share with you what my creative vision process is. And if you're local, maybe you will want to join in on the fun at the end of this month. So let's talk about the creative vision process, the CVP and the impact that it has on creating a fulfilling life and career. That sounds funny. Career, career. There we go. And I think that this is so important to emphasize because we're really blending our personal and professional life. You know, we try to keep it separate and we think they're these siloed things and they're not because we spend the majority of our time in our professional as our professional self. And sometimes we lose sight of our personal self. So I think it's really important that we merge these two and realize that we get to be who we want to be in our personal and professional life. And you don't have to wear a mask and be someone who, who you're not. So the biggest thing here in the creative vision process is the word creativity. And I also think of the word imagination because when we use our imagination and we get creative, it goes beyond the general artistic ability definition. I believe that creativity is a mindset for problem solving and innovative thinking. And when you really just take a moment to pause and look around your space, even the device that you're listening to this podcast episode on, everything that exists in our material world 
once existed in someone else's mind. Just let that sink in. Everything that exists in our material world once existed in someone's mind. I'm laughing because I have one, two, I think I have like six disco balls in my office. Someone's creative idea at some point. Like that, I'm going to look up the history of a disco ball because I want to know who created the disco ball. What creative genius was like, we need a bright, shiny ball to dance under to the best music. Seriously. But that's the thing is like, we lose sight. We think creativity is just reserved for people with artistic ability and it's not. Creativity enhances our personal fulfillment, problem solving skills, growth, and our relationships. Creativity also helps us in our career. It helps us in our career advancement. Um, it helps you step into a leadership role. And it also, with creativity, helps you create your own business. It helps you create something that is an idea that you have for yourself and your life. Because when you create your own business, your goal is to solve a problem. If you're not solving a problem, it's going to be really hard to create a business. But that's why creativity and imagination is so important, whether you work for someone else or you are an entrepreneur. Creativity in terms of goal setting. I mean, think about getting creative of how you want to approach your goals, right? We set a goal. And the first thing we ask is, how am I going to do this? And then the next, the next answer in our brain is, I don't know. It's because we've never been there before. So that's why we have to be creative and use our imagination to figure out what the next step is. And then if that nice, the next step is a dead end, coming up with a creative solution for the next step. And so this is really important because creativity significantly influences your personal and professional growth. It's very fascinating. I've been coaching for quite some time now, and I find that when I do this work with my clients and we dive into their values, so many of my clients value creativity. And when I ask them if they are like, if they are embodying that or expressing it in their day-to-day, -day, the answer is always no. And I'm like, well, that's first step. We are going to tap back into your creative resource because when you are in a place of creative energy, you just feel this energy in your body that is undescribable. You feel unstoppable. You feel in flow. You feel purposeful. And it is so important that we are making the time for that creative energy to be expressed in our life. So I want you to just think about yourself and your own creative energy? You know, have you been in a space of creation or have you been in a space of consumption? And something that I really focus on last year is creating before consuming. And I'd say some days were hard. Some days I would consume my email, the news, especially with the news cycle that was happening and unfolding the last half of the year. There's just so many opportunities to get sucked away from our own creative energy. But when you flip that script and you really focus on creating before consuming anything, it gives you that edge and creative energy doesn't have to be again, something artistic. It could be creating a journal entry. It could be 
doing a creative breakfast for your family. It could be recording a podcast. It could be writing a page. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's aligned with who you are and who you want to be. So that's the first step is understanding the creative vision process. And so this is the first thing is tapping into your creative resource, your creative energy. So now I want to talk about the nervous system because the nervous system is actually a, the foundation for creativity, goal achievement, and really creating what you want in your life. And there's a lot of reasons. And I do find, I kind of feel like this is the missing piece. I believe that everything I've learned up until this point with all the teachers and personal development, you know, the stuff that they're teaching does help with a regulated nervous system, but they don't ever give any context. And it hasn't been until this past year when I really dove into nervous system resilience with Leah Davidson and really understood the nervous system in a different way. And from the lens of a coach that I was like, this has been the missing piece. And this is so overlooked in our daily lives. And especially in the context of creativity and goal setting. I mean, I've been doing this work for 10 years and it hasn't been until year 11 that I was introduced to the nervous system and the importance of the nervous system when it comes to goal setting. One of the things that people are constantly striving for is balance in their life. And I always burst their bubble and say, balance doesn't exist. And I know they don't love that, but it doesn't. It doesn't exist outside of us. It exists within us. We want a balanced nervous system. We want to be able to have flexibility to move through the different states in our body. And I think that we get confused. We want balance. We don't realize what we need is balance in our body, not balance in our external life because balance in our external life is really unrealistic because wherever your focus goes, your energy flows, it follows. So a balanced nervous system can significantly enhance your ability to think creatively and achieve your goals. Why? Because we have the reason why human beings are the most evolved species is because of our prefrontal cortex. We have our primitive brain, which is our survival brain. And then we have our higher brain, which is the prefrontal, which sometimes I like to call the CEO. The thing is the CEO is always the last to know whatever information that we have coming into our brain. It's always going through our primitive brain first, our monkey brain first. And so we end up reacting from that place. And typically it's a reaction from fear or anxiety. And so when stress is high, intelligence is low because you're perceiving a threat in your environment. So if you set a goal and you're like, I have to do this, and it's coming from a place of lack, which is another way of saying fear of not being good enough, you are cutting off creative resource in your brain, because when you're in a calm, balanced, grounded place, you have all of this access to these amazing thoughts. That's why affirmations really work when your nervous system is regulated. So if you notice, if you do like meditation or breath work, and then you bring in affirmations, it's so much easier to think them and believe them because you're in a balanced state. Do you try to do affirmations in the morning after you get a spike of cortisol when your alarm goes off or you realize you're late or you look at Instagram? Have you tried that? <laughs> and you hear those words and you just brush them off because you don't think that they're, you just think they're a bunch of BS. That's because the state 
that your body is in determines the lens in which you view the world. So if you're in a stressful state, you cannot access the creative part of your brain. So each episode, you know, I've been talking about the nervous system and I'll just continue to briefly go over the basics just because neuroplasticity and repetition is the master of all skills. And it's just important to understand. So the nervous system, there's the the central nervous system, which is the brain and the spinal cord. And then there's the peripheral nervous system. And that's the nerves throughout the body. And the nervous system interacts with our mental and emotional states, which impact our creativity and our productivity. So when we are in our autonomic nervous system, autonomic means automatic. So these are our automatic responses. So we have these automatic responses that spike our cortisol that have us go into a sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight. And when we have that spike, that's a totally normal reaction. The thing is when we don't allow the stress to move through our body, we can get stuck in that state. The state that we want to be in when we're in creation mode is our parasympathetic nervous system that is responsible for rest and digest. And that is a very important piece to the creative process. You want to be in a balanced, calm state when it comes to creating your dreams. Why? Because if you're not, and a dream seems really big and scary, all you're going to do is think this is a terrible idea and then not take action. You're not going to move forward. So when you are in a balanced state, you have access to your creative thinking. When the body is relaxed, when you're in that parasympathetic nervous system, and I, we also call this in our group team resilience, it's is where you have the most flexibility. It's easier for the mind to access your creative, brilliant insights and to think outside the box. Now, when you are in a stressed state, which we also call team hyper, um, which is that sympathetic fight or flight response. It limits creative thinking and it makes it harder to focus on long-term goals because when you're in a stress response, your brain's job is to get you out of the danger that you are perceiving. So it's like, why are we going to think long-term? We need to think short-term and get out of this dangerous situation, which it's funny because when we set goals, it does feel dangerous. Why? Because we've never been there before. We've never done it before. So of course it's going to feel a little scary and that's totally normal. But when you are able to regulate your nervous system, find balance, it's like, oh, it, it's a day and night difference. I do this with my clients all day long. <laughs> they are always so mind blown by how simple the shift is. And they're like, oh, when I talk to you, I feel like I can do every, anything. And I'm like, yeah, because you're regulated and I'm regulating with you. And of course. So the key is, can you practice daily regulations while you're working towards your goal? That's the key. So my favorite uh, technique, which is going to be no surprise if you've been listening to the podcast for the past six months is breath work. Breathwork to me is the easiest and simplest way for you to get back into your body and to move through a stress response. Because if your nervous system gets activated and you move into team hyper, if you use your breath to push out that excess energy, it will help you drop back into that sympathetic state, into the zone of resilience. So deep belly breathing to me is one of the best things that you can do. And it's very simple where when you inhale, your belly expands. So you're breathing through your belly and you're lifting up through your chest. So your chest isn't moving. You go belly, inhale, 
up through your chest and then exhale through your mouth. So inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth. And so there's a couple of different things you can do. I mean, there's so many different breath techniques, but two that I find the most helpful and the easiest to access is the box breathing, which is just balanced breathing. So you inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four, and you do that for five minutes. The other thing that I find really helpful, especially if you have a big stress response, is a double exhalation. So your inhale is on a four count and then your exhale is on a six count. And you do that again for five minutes and you feel so much more calm, so much more in your body. The other one, and I'll share this, it's really simple. It's called the physiological sigh. And that's when you take a big inhale through your nose and then you take a quick inhale at the top and then you sigh through your mouth. Ah, and if you do that three rounds, you'll again, feel your body come back down and get back into your body and you'll feel more balanced, safe, and calm. So breath work, hmm, 10 out of 10. If you are sick of me talking about it, I'm sorry. I'm going to continue to talk about it because it's truly transformational and it's, you have access to it at all times. And the other technique is mindfulness and meditation. Being able to be aware of what's happening in your body and just pausing before you act upon it. So doing a body scan, what's going on inside my body? This increases your introception. The more time you spend in your body, the more you'll understand your stress responses. And the more you understand your stress responses, the easier it will be to to come back down after a situation that creates a stress response, fight or flight response. The more mindful you can be and the more aware you can be of your body, the easier it will to drop you into the present moment and help calm your mind. The other technique, which I think most people find to be the easiest to do, especially if you live a healthy lifestyle is physical activity. Any sort of movement is one of the quickest ways to get out the excess energy from a stress response but we don't always have the opportunity. And, you know, if we're checking, if we get an email from a boss saying words and we've interpreted that we're getting fired, unfortunately we can't go to the gym. You can, however, go for a walk. You can do jumping jacks. You can shake your body, um, but just any sort of physical activity helps you release the excess stress and it helps manage the stress. Other things that you can do daily for maintenance is healthy sleep habits getting quality sleep. I'm not going to say enough sleep because everybody requires different hours of sleep. Everybody's different, but getting quality sleep is crucial for nervous system regulation and just overall well-being. But there are so many important functions that happen when you sleep that clean out your system. It kind of takes out all the toxins and gives you a nice fresh start. All your hormones reset, everything resets your body, your mind, um, And even, you know, you could get a lot of sleep, but it might not be quality. So making sure that you set yourself up for success by having a solid morning routine, evening routine, turning off, you know, your phone a couple, like an hour before bed, doing something quiet and relaxing, all of that really helps set your nervous system up for success. And then the last thing is just your nutrition, what you're nourishing your body with. If you're eating processed and junk food, your nervous system is not going to respond to that in a way that is 
helpful. It's going to make you feel tired and lethargic. And unfortunately, when we eat foods that are just kind of empty in nutrients, it makes us overeat and eat more because our hormones get very confused about if we're hungry or not. So I really wanted to hone in on the importance of nervous system health for creativity and goal achievement, because when you take care of your nervous system, it takes care of you because it's how you perceive the world. So now we're going to switch gears and we are going to talk about the the principles of success in the creative vision process. And these are the things that, that I outline in my uh, workshop that I do, but it's something that you can do hundred percent on your own. It's just really important to do before you do any sort of goal setting, visualization, vision board, because you have to make a commitment and understand why you're doing it. Because when things get hard, you know, the, the doing of the vision board and like the, the action of doing a visualization or meditation, like that's the easy part. It's like, what comes after that, that matters. And this really sets you up. It's the foundation. So this, you can apply to anything, but specifically we're talking about for the creative vision process. The first thing is creating a declaration statement. What is your declaration? You have to understand what your motivation is. What are you declaring? I am declaring to be more present and calm this year. I am declaring to be full of abundance. I am declaring to be intentional with my time. I am declaring to focus on deepening my connections. Like what is the declaration? And this is so important because once you declare it out loud, it really starts to make your vision real before the vision is even set in place. It's you deciding, you know, in the Latin word declare, means to cut off. And when you think of what to cut off, it's to cut off from the past. It's to cut off from the habits that don't serve you. It's to cut off from the things that no longer help you be who you want to be in this world. So when you make a declaration, you are cutting off any other option other than what you are declaring to be yours. After the declaration, and they kind of go hand in hand, but having your why crystal clear. Simon Sinek wrote that book, Start With Why. I feel like everybody talks about it now. It is such an important concept of understanding why you do something and not just start, not just taking the surface level why, like really going deep, deep into the why. I am, I want this for my life because it's going to help me be happier. Okay. Well, why is that important? Well, because when I'm happier, I'm able to be more present with my family. Okay. Why is that important? Why is it important to be present for my family? Because I want to enjoy the time that we have together because I know it goes by so fast. Why is that important? It's like, well, because this is going to help me feel fulfilled in my life. So do you see how each layer just goes a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper? That's the goal. You want to feel the connection in your heart with your why. So we have our declaration statement, your why statement, and then you want to have your belief statement. And 
belief is the driver of all things. And all that a belief is, is a thought that you've thought so many times that you believe it's true. And sometimes it serves us and sometimes it doesn't. And so when we think about why we haven't created what we want in our life, there's most likely a belief getting in the way. So you want to create a belief that focuses on what you want as if it's already done. I tell a lot of my clients when we're doing belief work, we get rid of their to-do list and we just focus on their to believe list. What is your believing list? What do you need to believe about yourself? What do you need to believe about your life? And let me tell you, when you're in a balanced, regulated state, it's so much easier to believe those thoughts. But if you try to believe those thoughts from this regulation, when you're in a stress response or you're overwhelmed or you're shut down, you're going to hear those thoughts and you are just going to flick them away because you are blocking yourself from actually allowing it to resonate in your body to be the embodiment of that belief. So we create a declaration statement, a why statement, and a belief statement. And then we just go ham on believing it. We practice believing it every single day, right? The belief is I am worthy of the life I desire. I bring abundance into my life every single day. I live an abundant life. I create with my mind. Like there's just so many different ways that you can think about yourself and your life. And it all starts with your belief statement. So the next phase is what I call an abundant sandwich. So an abundant sandwich is using gratitude uh, to tap into what you already have. Because in order to call more things into your life, it is so important that you are already grateful for the things, the gifts, the blessings that you have. Because the more that you are grateful, the less you need things. Because when you need things, it's coming from this place of scarcity. It's coming from this place of lack. I need this. I need my business to work. I need to start a side hustle. I need to get this position. All of that is lack, 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 fear, fear, fear. And it is saying that you are not enough as you are. But when you flip that and you truly believe that you are enough, and you have enough, everything else that you call into your life is a bonus. And it's so much easier to attract those things because the way that we attract the things into our life is our energy or we become a vibrational match and we naturally take the action to bring it into our life, but not from a place of lack, from a place of abundance. And gratitude is the strongest emotion to do that. So practicing gratitude, being grateful for what you already have while sandwiching it in with what you want and then taking it a step further and aligning it with your values of who you are as a person. And that combination right there is incredibly potent. When you align what you already have, you're grateful for with who you are as your values. I mean, you become a magnet for everything you could ever want in your life. And it's really powerful because when you do that, when you get the things that you want, it's like cool, but it doesn't make you any, doesn't make you any more whole because you're already whole and complete exactly as you are today. 
And then the last step is writing a letter from your future self. And this is using our RAS, the reticular activating system. Now the RAS has a ton of functions, but in terms of manifesting and creating you creating a vision for your life or creating vision for your 2024, the RAS is what filters in information that we have deemed important. So have you ever noticed that if you, let's say you like, let's say you like a specific Stanley cup. I'm using this example because there's a Stanley on my desk right now. And then you go to workout class and everybody has it, right? It's like, because you want it and you have deemed it important. So your brain has filtered out all of the hydro flask and all of the other types of water bottles. And it hones in on the Stanley. And that's a silly example, but that's how it works. And you're going to notice it. Same thing with a certain color outfit, right? Or a car. Let's say you've been looking at a certain car and all of a sudden you're like, does it just me or does everyone have this car? It's like, no, it's been the same amount, but because you've deemed it important, your brain is filtering out all the other information. I mean, we get so much information. It's impossible to take it all in. So the RAS's job is to be like, what's important, what's not. And we tell it what's important and what's not. So you're doing this no matter what behind the scenes. So what are you feeding your RAS? What are you feeding the reticular activating system? Is it helping you become who you want to be or is it taking you away? And don't judge yourself, but just think about whatever you're feeding yourself, whatever you're putting into your mind, into your body, your brain is going to take you there. It's going to take you there. So that's why writing a letter from your future self as if it's already done is very important in creating a positive programming for your grass. Because if you write a letter, like it's already done. And then you read that letter every day. I also recommend recording it so you can hear it every day. It will send a message to your body. This is important. And it will help you take the action to make it happen. Doesn't just happen. Manifesting is not just think it and it, and it happens. You have to take action, but it needs to be aligned. And these are the steps to create that alignment. The last part, which is why the event on the 27th is so important is accountability and integration, because when you want to, uh, when you align your goals with your values and create a vision, right, it becomes something outside of yourself. And when you enlist or enroll someone into that with you, you are 10 times more likely to make it happen. And when you have someone that is like-minded and on the same page and can hold you accountable, it really helps you feel safe in going after your goal, after your vision, bringing your vision to life. The other part is integrating this into your daily life. I think that this is an overlooked piece in doing a lot of this work is sometimes we attend workshops and we're like, yeah, I'm super motivated, but then where's the integration? And integration is taking the pieces of this creative process and bringing it into your daily routine, which I like to call a ritual because rituals is a habit with soul. And so bringing in your daily gratitude, doing daily breath work or meditation and reading your letter to your future self, integrating that into your life every single day for 30 days will make your vision 10 times more likely to come to life, wrinkle in accountability. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's <laughs> so powerful. And that's why I put on these events because I want to make it easy for you to make this happen. So the last piece, so that's the foundation of success. Um, 
obviously I'm not going to, I can't do the full experience for you today, but I do want to talk about how I'm incorporating breath work into this process because every year I do some sort of movement and then I go into a guided visualization. This year I'm switching it up. I'm adding in movement with Kennergy and my girlfriend, Natalie Crandall. She's just absolutely incredible. She is a movement goddess and she has um, become a guide for Juliana Huff's Kinergy. It's a dance fitness, but it's so much more than that. It is just in, it's very intentional movement that helps move stagnant energy and get out the blocks and really opens your body up to receive. And then we use the breath work to deepen that practice. So we're combining the two. I am so excited for these participants. I'm so jealous that I don't get to be a participant because it's going to be so powerful. Kinergy is one of my favorite, favorite techniques for emotional regulation, releasing emotions, getting back into my body. It's so powerful, but I do want to talk about breath work. And, you know, I talked about nervous system regulation. I talked about breath work being a part of the ways to regulate your nervous system Um, But I do want to talk about breath work and how this plays into the creative vision process and why I'm merging them together. So breath work actively regulates the autonomic nervous system and our breath is automatic. Our autonomic nervous system is automatic. We don't have to think about it. Thank goodness. We have other things to think about. We don't have to think about breathing. Now it's controlling the sympathetic, which is that fight or flight. And the parasympathetic, which is at rest and digest. So like I said earlier, regulation is crucial for managing stress and maintaining balance. So when you can control and be conscious of your breathing, it helps get your body into a different state. So whatever you enter a space, let's say you had, you know, you had a stressful drive or something stressful happened at work. And you were able to use breath work to control your breath and control your, and help you complete a stress cycle. It drops you into this place of peace and calm. And then it allows you to tap into your creative resource. So deep controlled breathing increases oxygen supply to the brain and the body, which boosts energy levels and cognitive function. So this helps your body get energy and turn on that creative function, the cognitive function in your mind. And so when we're focusing on the impact of breath work in terms of our creative process, it's almost like it is detoxifying your body of the toxins and not just the physical toxins that are in your body, but the mental toxins, the emotional toxins, the stories, the stuff that we're holding on to. We're clearing out that to make space for the vision that we're creating for our year ahead. And this helps so much with the creative vision process. Being able to drop into this different state, your mind and your body is super open. And so I am able to provide a visualization for you to really see and feel the connection in your body of of the life of the year that you want to create. So let's talk about the impact, the, um, the benefit of breath work. I mean, 
besides the physical that we just talked about, it really helps with your mental and emotional well-being. It helps you manage stress, anxiety, and depression. And it really helps create that sense of calm and well-being, which helps, which makes it easier to navigate negative thoughts and emotions. Cause it's not about not having the negative thoughts and emotions, but it's being able to manage them. And when you're in a balanced state, it's so much easier to manage them. Breath work also enhances mindfulness because it helps bring your focus into the present moment, which then helps you concentrate. It helps you turn off the distractions. It helps you put your blinders on and not get into this comparison mode about what other people are focusing on this year. It helps you drop into what your true desires are. And that is everything, right? Being able to just be present and let go of all of the stories and the stuff that just blocks you from tapping into what you truly want is such a gift. And you can give that to yourself every single day. And then the last thing that is really powerful in the breathwork experience is the emotional release and the healing that comes from it. So breathwork releases suppressed emotions, which then helps facilitate healing, which then leads to increased emotional intelligence, but most importantly, resilience. And let me explain why we have a natural resistance to feeling our emotions and our society does not make it easy. We are given so many distractions as modern society, we can be distracted from our feelings all day, every day, there is something distracting us at any given moment at any given time. And so what happens is we have an emotional response in our body. We don't want to feel it because it's uncomfortable. And then we suppress it or we resist it or we avoid it. And the problem is it gets stuck in our body and then it manifests in chronic pain. It manifests in stomach aches. It manifests in headaches. It manifests in so many different physical ways and if we just allow ourselves to feel our emotions, it we wouldn't have as many physical ailments. And so that's why breath work helps you release those suppressed emotions, helps facilitate healing, and helps you tap into what you really want. Because yes, our brain's job is to help us survive first, but in in we don't have to worry about survival for the most part. We are really taken care of. We have all of our base. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, not I'm we don't want to generalize because I know that's not the case for everybody in the world. But if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have all your basic needs met. You have the things that you need in your life to provide you shelter, to provide food, clothes. And once we get past the survival place, our brain really does want to help us. Our brain and body do want to guide us to a place where we can thrive. And breath work is the key to that. It helps facilitate that experience. The more I get into this work, the more that I understand and believe that our body's true. And I remember learning this when I became an integrative health coach is our bodies have the power to heal itself by itself. We just get in the way. And I truly believe that I'm seeing it happen in my own life. I'm seeing my own healing take place without any sort of medical intervention. And it is so crazy and amazing and mind-blowing, but it also makes so much sense. So this is why I'm incorporating breath work into the creative vision process this year. When you do, I mean, when you do a, a big breath work session, but if you do it consistently, 
consistently is the key, not perfectly, just consistent. It opens the mind up to new ideas, perspective. It enhances your problem solving skills, and it just supports the creative process. I can't emphasize that enough. So this is the creative vision process. I'm going to recap because I know I just shared a bunch of information, but I wanted to give context, especially if you're joining me on the 27th or you're interested in joining me on the 27th. And this is the process that I will be guiding you through. We'll be coming together. We will be doing a burn ceremony where we'll be letting go of what no longer serves us from 2023. And then we're going to drop into that pre-work, the foundation. We're going to make our declaration statement. We are going to get clear and anchored on our why. We are going to make our belief statement. We are going to make our abundance sandwich. And then we're going to drop in to moving our body. We're going to drop into our breath work. And then we are going to meet our future self who is living the life that we want to live And our future self. is going to give us so much guidance. And from this calm, balanced, open state, you are going to be mind blown by the insights, the ahas that you receive from this experience. And I just can't wait to share it with you. So if you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to ask. I am here. You can email me. You can send me a message on Instagram. If you're already signed up, invite a friend to come along for the journey. It really is going to be such an experience. And I am so honored that I get to guide my community through this. This is every year we just take it to the next level every year, just a little bit more elevated. And I feel like this year is this huge, um, jump. And that's because I have expanded so much through my own breathwork practice. So I'm just really excited to get to bring this to my community and really help my community and help you tap into your creative resource. Because I just know, I know deep in my soul that you have everything that you need within you. Just being able to have the space to tap into it is the key. You just have to have the space where you feel safe. You feel connected, you feel grounded. And then all of that creative resource is available to you. And I'm just beyond excited to get to share it. So if you are interested in signing up, there is a link in the show notes for you to sign up, ask any questions. And if you want to dive more into understanding manifest manifestation, visualization, all that. I will share the podcast episodes from the past that I've done on that, giving you all of the resources, all the things. So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. And I hope that I get to see you live in person on January 27th until next time. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. Until next time.